We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hey there, welcome to the Strong by Design podcast show. This is your host today, Coach Chris Wilson, and I am here in beautiful San Diego, up above this very uh, fun city, actually, to hang out and network and and, and do some business uh, in. And I'm here with a friend of ours, Bruce Cron, who is a... uh, just an amazing man, uh, amazing fitness and health expert, somebody that we have enjoyed working with and promoting his stuff. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Bruce. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's good uh, to be here. It's fantastic to do this stuff in person because we we do remote podcasts here and there, but when you can travel somewhere and, and link up with people you don't get yeah. to see very often, yeah. it's nice to just sit down in a room and talk and uh, look you in the eye. Look them in the yeah. eye. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and so I just want to share with you guys uh, a little bit about Bruce, and then he can share some of his own, uh, his, his own biographical information. He's a, a renowned leader in the fields of exercise and nutrition. He's provided uh, personal training services over the years. He's a bestseller book author. He does seminars, his websites, who's helped thousands of people reach their fitness goals over the years and impacting uh, people's lives since 95, which is, I mean, that's, we're, we're yeah. up almost at the 25-year mark of, of you uh, working with people in the health and fitness uh, industry, which is fantastic. You've seen a lot of changes over this period of time. What, what yeah. was life like in 1995 when you were getting into this? Man, it was, uh, it, it was really different. I mean, the landscape was, first of all, there was no competition, which was cool, but uh, it was also, you know, it was uncharted territory, so you had no clue what you were doing. So when I was started doing personal training in the 90s, uh, there were, actually, there was no formal profession known as a personal trainer or personal training. It was just helping people work out and maybe you got paid. Like maybe I'd get some protein powder or like a meal or, you know, like it, it was not, there was nothing, there was no formality about it. And there certainly was no business structure to it. And then there was one guy I remember at the gym at this, a uh, Gold's gym I worked out at, and it was like a hardcore bodybuilding place and this super jack guy, and I would see him, and he'd be working with people, and I, I, like, you could tell he was helping them. I still didn't know what a personal trainer was, and then I remember his name was Les, and I went over to him and said, hey, Les, you know, well, what do you do? And he goes, well, I'm, I'm a personal trainer, and I'm like, well, what, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, well, I help people work out, and they, and they pay me. I'm like, ding, 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 you know, like, okay, man, this sounds cool. You know, yeah. I got to learn more about this. You know, I like the gym. Liked working out and, you know, liked, I liked, I thought this is something that maybe I could be good at and enjoy because, you know, you want to do something that you actually are passionate about. I mean, that's kind of the dream, you know? Right. So started doing that and uh, it was, of course, slow at first, but I knew it was something I loved. Like I, I like fitness and that whole, like, like many people I'm sure that you have on your show, you know, it's like a, you like doing it yourself. You enjoyed the environment. You wanted to help people. And so you thought this is a natural fit, you know? So at the time, I was really struggling to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. You know, like, what do you, you know, you're in your 20s. What do you, what am I going to do? You know, my parents wanted me to go work at uh, this auto body shop. 
And I remember uh, I, went, I went for an interview at this auto body shop. I remember my, my dad was so happy I was finally going to get a real job. <laughs> a real right? job. Yeah. Get out of the gym, get a real job. Discover the seven worst testosterone killers and find out why you are literally half the man your father was. Go to strongbydesigntkillers.com, enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. So I go to the auto body shop, I get this interview, you know, I, I nailed the interview, got the job, showed up there for work day one, you know, I was like in this environment and I'm going, I, I can't do this. Like, this is not me. I cannot do this. So uh, next day I just didn't show up. Of course I got fired. Um, and uh, that was that. My dad was really ticked off with me. I can use another word. You can say pissed off too. He was pissed. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure he was. Oh, he was pissed. And he was like, he was saying to me, you oh, know, you blew it. You know, you had an opportunity and you just squandered it, you know? And I was like, this is not for me. You know, I need to do what's in my heart. Like I got to do what's this thing that even though I don't really know what it's going to look like. So I got to follow this. I, I can't just do that because you want me to, or because it's the safe way to do it. So I started down this path of entrepreneurialism. And I think that's been a bug that's been in me since I was a kid. Uh, and I'll get to that in a bit later. We can talk about how I got into writing uh, VSLs because I know where it all comes from. Yeah. Um, so I said, okay, well, I started going down this road. And, and what was a real changer, I was living in Winnipeg. And it was a real game changer for me was Muscle Media Magazine was big in the 90s. So if you remember Bill Phillips and the Oh my gosh, he, Body was, for Life. he was the, I mean, he was really, guys my age in their 40s, he yeah. was their, their first connection to that, like that world of coaching and, and affecting other people's life, you know, weight loss oh, journey yeah. and, and transformation, right? Like that was the, the big transformation contest yes. that took Biggest everybody by storm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an amazing uh, time because he was, he was a pioneer. So he had a mag in one of those magazines one time, he had an ad in there and it said that they were based in Golden, Colorado. And he said they were looking to hire uh, fitness enthusiasts and people to work for them. They were growing so rapidly. And I thought, well, this is it, man. Yeah. That would be perfect. I thought, you know, I could work in an environment that's, uh, you know, health and fitness and bodybuilding yes. and getting jacked and, yeah. you know, and, and taking protein and like, you know, <laughs> lifting weights and get paid. I'm like, this is for me. <laughs> yeah. This is like heaven. It's, yeah. It is. It's yeah. total heaven. I yeah. saw pictures of the gym. Everything's purple. You know, yeah. I'm like, well, okay, I can live with it. <laughs> so anyway, so I, I go and, and I applied for it. And I had this job interview down in Minneapolis. So I'm living in Winnipeg and Minneapolis, Minnesota is in the US. So I'm gonna go from Canada to the US. And it's about, I, I think it's about a four hour drive. So I had this interview and it was early in the morning uh, on one day, I don't know what day it was. And about two days or a day or two days before, I went, I remember I was at a swimming pool and I went to someone's house and they had a swimming pool and I'd never been in this house before and I was gonna go for a swim. And I walk into their backyard and there's a pit bull in their backyard. And he took one look at me and he chased at me. He went run at me. This thing was huge. And I was like scared, like big time. This thing is big, right? And I go running and I jump in the pool, but I jumped in the shallow end. And oh, when no. I jumped in the shallow end, I broke my heel. So I got now a broken heel and I got the biggest opportunity of my life the next day. Okay. So I'm like, I in my mind, and it really was a game changer for me. This, I'll tell you how it ends, but... So I'm like, I got a broken heel. 
I am in excruciating pain. I got to drive, you know, for four hours. I got to go to this place. Um, it was, it was in the late afternoon. I don't have time to get to the doctor. So I went to a walk-in clinic and I'm going to out myself now and I get arrested for this. I went to a walk-in clinic and, uh, I walk in there, I'm sweating profusely. Cause I mean, I broke my heel. It hurts. Like I cannot man. imagine what that even feels like. Horrible. So I walk in there. I'm like, I need to see a doctor. I said, well, I can't see a doctor, whatever. And I'm like, oh man, okay, what am I going to do? And I looked over and I could see their utility closet and I saw crutches in there and I went, okay, I'm going to go for them. So when the lady went and turned her back, I went in, I grabbed a pair of crutches. Okay. So I took these crutches. I went out. She didn't see me. I went out, got the crutches. I threw them in my car. I drove that night to Minneapolis, stayed in a motel, woke up the next morning, was there on time for the interview at nine o'clock in the morning. I walked into that interview on crutches. I'm coming in, sweat's pouring off me. I look terrible. I dressed up, but it was just a, I mean, I was, it was a disaster. Oh. The interviewer stopped guy looks at me, right? And he says, you know, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I broke my heel. And he, I, and, he, and he looks at his watch and he goes, where'd you come from? I came from Winnipeg. He's like, is that like four hours away in another country? I said, yeah. He looks at his watch. He goes, you're telling me you drove here, on, got a broke, had a broken heel, and you showed up here on time for your like nine o'clock interview. And he sat back in his chair and he looked at me and he went, wow. I knew I had the job. I was like, that's it. It was sealed. Because he was like, and I really think this is what's missing a lot of times with young people today. I wanted it so bad. Yeah. I could, you, it would have been a lake of fire and I would have swam through it. Man, I'm getting that. So I went and I got it, right? So I got the job. And then, unfortunately, what happened was I got the job, but then it was in the United States and they wouldn't allow me to get a, a work visa for it. So then they sent me to work for their subsidiary down in Toronto. No kidding. So that was started my real journey into, yeah. into like uh, fitness because from there I started to go into more serious personal training because there was a lot more money in Toronto and a lot more opportunity. Where did that drive or that, that passion for building your physique. I mean, where, did that come from an early age? Were you really into athletics as a kid or you just started really getting into like your physique, you know, when you could start to develop your body as an early teenager? Uh, I think like a lot of guys, it came from low self-esteem. You know, you wanted to uh, have more muscle to attract women. I mean, that's, I think that's the same for 99% of young guys, you mm -hmm. know, the classic Charles Atlas ad, you know, yes. kicking sand in the face. Um, so it started with that, but my older brother was also into working out and he had, he had the biggest arms in high school. So I was like, you know, I always looked up to him. I gotta have, I gotta get jacked, man. You know? So, um, I started working out when I was 13. So a long time ago and I never stopped, you know, it's never, I've never taken longer than a week off in, yeah. in however many years that is. Wow. That's fantastic, man. Well, you know, that's usually where that's where it came from for me as well. I had two older brothers yeah. and you just want to be like your, your big brother, your yeah. older brother, you know, you, you know, you, 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 and you see, they're always so, they're larger than life, yes. you know, depending on the age difference, of yeah. course. But, uh, I just was always like, uh, trying, trying to be just like my older brothers and, it, it made, and, uh, made, made life fun. I want to find out everybody's got a funny story. Anybody who's trained other people for, thousands of hours, tens of thousands tens of, of hours thousands, yeah. has come across an incident or, or, you know, can, can share a, a memory uh, about some, something funny that, that occurred. And if you're willing to, you could even share who that person was, but what, what's one of your funnier stories from working face to face with somebody in the, in the, in the fitness community? 
Okay. Well, there's a, there's many. I'll pick a couple. This one's a little gross, but man, it was <laughs> Gross is always great. So I like gross. So we got this guy and he was uh, wanting, he was trying to, he was a bodybuilder and he was getting ready for uh, bodybuilding contests and stuff. And he was really lean, but he liked to show off a lot in the gym and he was on the leg press. And uh, I was, I was helping him with this training. At this stage of the game, he was ready, but he was, I kept telling him, you don't go so heavy, man. You're too lean. You know, you gotta, you gotta respect your body. You're, you're depleted, you know, yeah. but he likes to show off. So he's one of these guys who would put like all the weights on the machine oh, and stack yeah. a couple babes on top, you know, and then start screaming on every rep. The, the 2000 pound leg press guy. That, yeah. that guy. Mm -hmm. So there's our hero and he's going through his reps, right? And every rep, it's a scream, ah, you know, and all of a sudden his face just like turns like this bright red color right and he's like had a look of horror on his face and he jumps he racks the press and he jumps out and there's crap running down his legs and oh it's running out of he wore those you know hot skins back in the day <laughs> even yes. the hot skins couldn't contain it because there was such pressure with the leg press it was blowing it through the fabric of the hot skins and it was like on the it was everywhere and there were all these girls around it oh was my gosh awesome <laughs> <laughs> he never did it again he never showed his face in that gym again come on ever never saw him again in there well if you have a blowout on a leg press blow up, that, full on the, the likelihood of you going back there you're never coming back it, yeah would be greatly reduced wow i've that i've never seen full blowout i've cool. I, I, i've seen i've heard you blew uh, the o-ring yeah Blew the O-ring out. <laughs> I've, I've heard the farts. I've seen body parts exposed. Mm -hmm. I've seen stuff like that, mm -hmm. but I don't think I've ever seen a yeah. massive uh, blowout. That's what's nice about being online is that yeah. you know, you're not exposed to those things no. uh, so much anymore. Do not miss them, no. So obviously you have a, a long history of, of working with, with folks face-to-face uh, -face and, and having that personal touch, that personal connection. But then you made that transition to being on in the online world, yeah. With you know, with teaching and 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 fat loss offers and all kinds of things. So, is that as gratifying or fulfilling for you? What what are the feelings that you get from it that are maybe different from what what you were getting, you know, fifteen twenty years ago? That's a good question. The um the feedback with one on one is more instantaneous, you know, and, and it's more uh, consistent because you're seeing a person, you know, three times or whatever times per week. And you get to really be a part of their life. You know a lot about them and you can see the effects that you're having on, and how it bleeds over to different areas of their life, which is really wonderful to see a person transform their body. But then you see how it changes their self-confidence and all of a sudden now they're in a relationship or they're uh, more successful. They're chasing down goals and dreams because they believe in themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's incredibly gratifying. Yeah. Um, you don't get that so much online, you know, like online the thing I like the most online are when I get the emails from people, when they actually take a moment to, to open themselves up a little bit and, and share, you know, give you some feedback. Because oftentimes you don't know much about what impact you're having, if any. But I have one email in my autoresponder that everybody gets, no matter what you buy. And it's on like day two. Um, and it is, I think it's called a letter to my unborn children. And they were, at the time they were unborn, now they're born, but you know, it doesn't matter because right. the, the message is, it doesn't matter on the timeline. And that has these 20 life lessons that I kind of just jotted down over many, many years and just this little kind of document. And it gets the, it's by far the number one most commented on and, and positive response email I get. And it's the thing, actually, uh, for me, it's one of the most important aspects of my online business, which is really weird, but I do think those 20 things that in there 
that if you read them, and even if you didn't do any of the exercise, if you took some of that stuff to heart, you would absolutely change your life. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Because it does, it starts, it starts with, yeah. with that. I mean, it starts with what, what, how we think of ourselves. Yeah. And if we're not in a good place with ourselves, we, we can't be much good to other people. No. So the, that the, building of confidence huge. is so huge. And how many times have you come across people who are highly successful uh, yeah. Right, business wise, financially, yeah, but they're a me- absolute mess. Oh yeah, all the time. In in other in other ways, you in, know. Yeah, in the one on one training environment, that happened all the time. You know, you have multi 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 millionaires coming in, and their life is a disaster outside. They've got lots of money, but their bodies are, you know, terrible. Their health is terrible. Their relationships are terrible. terrible. I know. You know, and their self esteem sucks. Um, so finding that, you know, if you can Im- improve on that. There's more to the, like, as I got older, the, the, the emphasis on having big biceps and ripped abs, sure, those things are nice, whatever, but they're, they're so, it, it's, it's not what it's about, you know, that's just a, it's just kind of a, a side effect. That's one of the benefits, but it's not the benefit. You shouldn't be just chasing that. I know when you're young, you do, but when you get older, you do realize that, you know, this whole fitness thing is a foundation for other things, much more important than just biceps and abs, yes, you know? Yes. Still love biceps and abs, by the way. Of course. Disclaimer. Because yeah. we're guys. I'm a guy. Because we're guys. I never want to be a little girly man. And, 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 <laughs> I never want to be a little girly man. And our, and our wives, I think, to some degree, that's always going to be something that they enjoy uh, from, from feeling uh, that, 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 so. that, that, protect, that protective uh, need that, that, that our wives have, right? They feel safe when they're with us. That's, that's a big component there. Uh, not just that our longevity is improved no. and, and uh, we're, we're, we're in good, in good health and, and, and still uh, you know, look good in the mirror. But what are some of your, uh, because everybody has them, everybody has their own personal like doctrine, you know, what they yeah. live by, their their own personal guidelines. What are some of your fitness and health absolutes? Three it could be one thing, two things, three things that things that you'll never stray from or sacrifice regardless of uh where you know traveling or 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 anything. Well I one of the probably the one of the biggest mantras I have for myself personally is written in my gym in my house and it's just basically it it comes down to that it, it says better yourself, you know, improve yourself that it's, it's all up to you, to me, you know, to myself, like it's up to you and it's up to me. Nobody has, uh, I am 100% responsible for everything I see when I look in the mirror. Mm. I don't pass the buck on anybody. It's nobody else's fault. Anything I see when I look in the mirror, I have to own all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. So I am responsible for the biceps, but I'm also responsible for the personality traits that I maybe I don't like. You know, I'm I have to own everything. And I don't think too few people take ownership over their entire like they're always blaming an outside source mm. for it's always this person's fault. This is the reason why I can't do it. This is the reason why, you know, the relationship fell apart. This there's no ownership. The best thing you will ever do in your life is to own it all. And then just from that moment, from that place, stop blaming everybody. Take, even if it isn't all your fault, who gives a crap, own it and move on and do better, better yourself. Take full responsibility for who you are, you know, and what you're doing in your life. Mm. It's, I, I'm, you know, some of the, 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 the talk today, uh, it just seems so weak to me. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you are responsible. There are no excuses. 
You're fat. All right. Own it. Now just do something about it. Right. Don't tell me it's because of your thyroid yeah. and you're this and you're that and you don't have time and your kids and all yeah. stuff. This relationship, I yeah. lost that you know, that Shut job. Up. Yeah. Stop talking to yourself like that. People need to slap themselves. Yeah. You know? And I do it to myself all the time. I slap myself silly. No, but sometimes. <laughs> but you know, hey. You know, when you're being when you know when you're screwing up, you know, yeah. when you start having the pity party, you gotta just own it, you know, and then you can move on. Well, and, and obviously that's, that's worked for you, right? Yeah. That, that mindset has worked because here you are ba- barely, I mean, you're pretty much look like a guy who's 40, but you're not 40 anymore. No. No. So that way of approaching your life is obviously led to terrific firsthand results here. Discover the seven worst testosterone killers and find out why you are literally half the man your father was. Go to strongbydesigntkillers.com, enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. At Critical Bench, we live by that accountability, you know, supporting each other and holding everybody to a a standard. And um, everyone needs to have that. Uh, to get the best you yeah. out of you, you know, uh, it's really easy to fall prey to those self-defeating it is. You know, thoughts and, and stuff. And you're, it never leads to anything yeah. productive, right? No. Telling yourself you can't or you shouldn't or right, you won't. I mean, yeah. it's just, it, it, it's not a good way to live. The, the best way to live is pump yourself up. Uh, how do you juggle your business successes with a young family uh, and your relationship, right, with your spouse, I mean, yeah. how, how 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 does all that work? Because, mm. like, as we we nodded to earlier, it's really hard to be to excel in every area of your life at the same time. Yeah, right. Like we can be great in relationships, it's but impossible. our business can be kind of here. Yeah, but uh, but our our connection to God can be can yeah. be here, or or you know. So what yes. what w- does that look like for you? Well, I, I think I remember Tony Robbins one time, he said that in order to achieve something, it has to become a magnificent obsession. And um, I would say that's 100% true. So I do not believe there's that you can really find balance in life. I mean, who, how many things can one person balance? So that doesn't make any sense. That, that concept of balance off is two things, right? I got like on a teeter-totter. Yeah. Well, life is a lot more than two things. Yeah, it is. So... What what I do, and I'm just fortunate because my wife understands and supports me, and you know she knows my personality. So I like to when I've got something I want to achieve, I it I becomes an obsession so that I can get it done. Um, and I hold myself to a very high standard in terms of uh, accountability with with time and, and projects being finished because I'm self employed. Nothing happens, and no one cares if I do it or not. It doesn't matter. I don't. So you said you mentioned you had accountability from your team and that's awesome. But a lot of people don't have a team. So you have to find the accountability yourself. Mm. You have to hold yourself accountable. And if you can't be accountable to yourself, I think you got to check yourself. You really got to realize that you have to stop procrastinating and you have to be harder on yourself. You have, I have conversations with myself all the time that are not very nice. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'll have my nice time when I'll think to myself every now and then I'll think, Oh, that was great way to go, man. You know, that you nailed it. You did good. But most of my conversations with myself are kicking myself. I'm saying, Bruce, get going, Bruce, don't screw this up. Come on. You can do this. This guy did it. Why can't you do it? Stop making excuses. So 
I'm very hard on myself. My wife says I'm way too hard on myself. However, that being said, it has worked for me and I will continue to do it because it has worked. So I think people have to really hold yourself accountable. Stop making excuses. Mm. You know, you know what you want. Now just do whatever it takes to get it. You have to just do those things and stop doing the things that are taking you away from it. So if you want to have, you know, six pack abs or whatever, you know, you can't eat all that stuff that you want to eat. Suck it up. You can't eat it. You know, you just have to really have that determination. When I was in bodybuilding, like getting into competition type shape, my friends used to always come around with junk food and they would just try to taunt me, you know? I loved it. I'm like, go ahead. Yeah, eat the cake right there, you fat. <laughs> yeah, see these abs? Check it out. Check it out. I got veins in my abs. Yeah, that's you know, great. How do you like that? That's great. So it, it just, you have to develop that strength and you can yeah. develop it. It's oh, like yeah. a muscle, you know? But anyways, my wife has been a huge part of helping me to, she allows me to be able to do the things that I want to do to be successful, to provide for my family. Um, and that's a great thing. And that's a big part of it. You need a support system that can allow that. Huge. And that's a blessing. Yeah. Like really. So I give props to that. Yeah. You know? That's that's huge when you have that su- support from the most important people in yeah. your life who are there for you and uh, enabling you to put all that energy and time and, and effort yeah. into uh, it to, in order to crush whatever yeah. you're, you, you know, you're, you're working on. Cause you can't, it's very hard. You have, I have young kids. I can't, I can't take care of the kids. Yeah. Get the kids ready for school, make all the food, make the beds, everything, all this stuff, and then run a successful business and, and come up with new ideas and create content. And, uh, impossible. Then you'll start, well, I got to find a balance. There's no balance. You can't, it can't be balanced. So you got to, you know, you have to have someone who supports you and you have your roles. Yeah. You know, my wife has her role. I have yeah. my role and that's great. You know, find your roles. What's your best dad story or one that comes to mind with young ones? So you have twins. I have twins. Yes. And they're how old now? They're going to be five. There's yeah. got to be one great story in there. I'm sure there's pl- a plethora, but it, what, what's, what's one fun, funny or disastrous? Oh man. I, I mean, every father and every mother has the, the poopy stories, you know, the disasters with the We diapers. can't go poop again. We already did I poop. I know. It's just a recurring theme in my life with kids. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, it, it's just, it's been the most amazing experience on one hand, the most trying experience on the other hand one thing a kids has done that i notice is it has exposed all of my weaknesses so i know all of them all my imperfections and there's so many and it just brought them into the light and there they are for my whole family to see and they call me out on them you know all the time so they've been the most revealing thing because that stress that has been really tough i work from home mm-hmm. kids are at home you know, it's, that's not easy. No, it's hard to block that, that home life out sometimes when you need to. It's yeah. big time hard. But thank God now that they're a little older, it's gotten kind of... The craziest time was a couple of years ago. So it's gotten better. Yeah. It's gotten better. And my wife's a great mom, you know? And so and the kids are... However, I got to be careful because they're echoing everything that I do. You know, they start talking like Arnold all the time. Like, <laughs> I was breaking the Arnold Schwartz. And they go, what are you doing in there? Stop it! You know, I can... And a five-year-old doing Arnold impressions is hilarious. Hilarious. Like they're doing most muscular poses. I had them doing the compulsory poses. And I'd, say, I'd be like, your lats from the rear, ab and thigh. You know? <laughs> they're 
like, and they're doing them, you and, know? They'll, and they'll never forget it. That that'll oh. be some of their best memories. Is like doing Arnold stuff with Dad when <laughs> we were just, five, you know? Yeah, they got their compulsories down. They're looking oh good, gosh, looking dude, tight. That's great. And front double biceps, yes. please, and most then, muscular. And now your optional routine. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic, <laughs> dude! I love it because you know to to the way our kids perceive us. I have a, a seven-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter, and they just they see everything. Yeah. They want to they want to do things like you. You say something more than two or three times, now oh. it's in their vocabulary. That's good. I mean, there it is, right? <laughs> yeah. So you got to just you're constantly like, okay, where are they in relation oh, to yeah. me right now cuz I got to I oh, know. Yeah. Dad has to check himself here. Yeah, one of them swore the other day, and uh, it, it was very cute, but my wife wasn't amused. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but then she was like, my wife never swears, ever. Like, I've never heard her swear. So you know exactly where that word's I coming from. I can't pass it on any. Everyone knows where it came from. <laughs> like, <laughs> busted. <laughs> so busted. Hey, you know what? We slip up. I've talked to my wife a lot about that in, in recent times, just where... You know, we, we slip up as parents. We yeah. make we make the mistakes. We say the wrong thing oh, yeah. um, to them sometimes. We act, in, you know, we, we lose our temper. We lose yes. our self-control, right? We, yeah. we snap. Yeah. But that, I'm like, honey, it's normal. I mean, we're, we're not perfect. We're trying. No, it's real. We're trying like heck. Yeah. It's real. But, you know, at least be uh, willing to apologize to your kids. Sure. We've talked yeah. about that in past episodes, yeah. just as parents. Yeah. You have to be able to look your kid, son or daughter in the eye, yeah. even at a young age. And when you've acted inappropriately as yes. a parent, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I overreacted. Yeah. To say, I think the appreciation from the kid, definitely, it's always going to be well received, I think. Yeah, definitely. Your, your kid sees that you're fallible. Yeah. And then, you know, perfection isn't, isn't really an option, but we can, we can try for it. Discover the seven worst testosterone killers and find out why you are literally half the man your father was. Go to strongbydesigntkillers.com, enter your email, and download this special report for free. Let's get back to the show. How has your, your faith, your strong faith, impacted your business? How has it impacted your health? How has it impacted your family? In, in these different areas of your life, because a lot of a lot of people, you know, who, who are Christians, yeah. that's where they fuel up. That's their power source, you yeah. know. So w- w- what is faith to you and, and how, how is that um, impacting or affecting those other areas of your life? Um, faith for me is the foundation. I mean, it's the rock that everything else is built on. It's, the, it's what allows me and gives me the, the gifts that I have and brings them to fruition and allows me to really express, you know, my, um, find out who I am and do what I, and have the courage to do so. My, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's so hard. I mean, just the impact it's had on my life has been profound because when those times hit, when those, you know, when times are really hard, when you're really struggling and, it, it's just everything that always falls back on to that. That's where it is. It doesn't matter how big your biceps are, or how ripped you are, or how much money you have. Doesn't matter. Any of that stuff doesn't matter. When the seas get stormy, you got to have that rock to cling to. And it has been that for me for a long time. And it's a journey. Like it's a, 
some things it's a struggle, you know, there's so many things being a man that's, uh, I can only speak for men. So being a man is, you know, has a lot of struggles with, with being a man, you know, a husband, father and stuff, and then trying to make sure that you keep yourself in check. You know, I, I can be extremely ambitious and that's not always a good thing because you're pursuing something that's maybe not, you know, maybe you're a little bit out of whack with what your priorities are, mm. you know? And so instead of focusing so much on getting ahead, maybe you got to focus more on the family at this time. And maybe you have to find a way to, so that you don't, you know, cause you can become really consumed when you lose track of what's really important. And what's really important is your family and your faith and that foundation that allows you to do those other things. And so for me, as you know, the, 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 I mean, Christianity was something that came into my life um, when I think at a very young age, you know, and, but it didn't become a more important part of my life until the storms started to really hit. And then, you know, it became something that was much more, wow, I really need this. And this is the only thing that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Nothing else makes sense to me. That's the only, I mean, uh, you know, religion, faith that makes sense to me. I can't, I can't rationalize any of the other ones. So it, for me, it's extremely, extremely valuable. And now today, um, I'm just so lucky that I've, I've been able to find friends that share that because then I was talking about this last night with some of the guys we were out with. No, I actually was talking to my wife and I mentioned her. I said, you know, you should really, you should really be happy. I got the friends I do because, you know, when I travel and stuff, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunities for different things, getting in a lot of trouble, but my friends will not allow that from me. Yep. They will not. If I go off and I start, you know, doing things I shouldn't be doing, they will call me out on it. They will grab me and say, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, check yourself. And like in a very serious way, I love that. And we all need that a little bit, but that's, you got to choose the company really carefully. And that's one of the reasons why I like to hang around people who have a similar faith, because that's one of those things that comes with, with Christianity and with that whole thing. It's, it just has made my life. I can't. I cannot say, I cannot take credit. Some of the, the wonderful success, successes that I've had are absolutely not from me. I mean, I had good, really, how did that happen? How the heck did that happen? Yeah. Where did that idea come from? I mean, I've had ideas. Paul, I don't know how, how to explain this. This sound too weird, but I'll be like lying in bed. I remember when I, I mean, and an idea flashes into my mind. It's crystal clear and I'll see it. And I'll get out of bed. I've learned to always write those down. Yeah, you have to. And it, the thing will be like a major success in my business. I mean, like the, the, staggering and it will just be right there. And people have asked me, where do you get these ideas from some of these hooks in your products and some of these stuff? It's all, it's, I don't like, I don't know. It it's comes like it's to just me. planted there. Yeah, yeah, it just shows up in a movie in my head. <laughs> um, who playing the movie? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. All I know is that if I stay plugged in to that, to my faith, and I, and I mean, I'm as tempted as the next guy, yeah. and I'm as, as big a sinner as the next guy, right? So, but when I go too deep and I walk from that, my life always goes to crap. Yeah. You know, it always starts to fall apart in horrible ways. Yeah. So I got to come back to it. It is what it is. It is what it is. And we can have, you know, we can function well if we have a strong faith, you know, individually, we can function well, but I don't think we can ever hit our full stride or our potential unless we're surrounding ourselves with that. You know, no man is an island, you know, it's like we, we, most people like feel most fulfilled or grateful in their lives when they have, when they get to share their lives with others and impact other people, right? 
And uh, I feel very much the same way. Having that ability to surround ourselves with other like-minded people yeah. who will look out for us and yeah. help us make the decisions yeah. that will, you know, keep our lives going on on the, on the path that yes. they're on. Yes. And because it's so, you know, like you said, you know, you go to these these networking events. Yeah. There's parties. There's and there's there's everything. Hey, you're an older, good-looking guy in great shape. There's somebody's, everything. Somebody's gonna see you, and they're gonna want to make your life. Uh, Oh yeah, you know, go the wrong way really fast, very easily, it, 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 and if you're not thinking straight, yeah. So it is, it is good to have that as a safety net and stuff. And you know, guys are guys, um, so that's fantastic. Is your the passion that you have that you developed over time working with people? How does that feel different now from what it was, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago? I mean, is it stronger? Is it just morphed into something a little bit different? Just as your, you know, your business changes and grows uh, in different capacities, it definitely changes. You know, because as you mature, your priorities change, so that can't help but be reflected in in your business and right you know because you start to you're the things you create or uh, you know they, they they're reflected in what you yeah. think is important yes. at that time in yes. your life so when you're right. 20 you're creating you know six-pack ads product you know and get ripped and whatever but when you by the time you're 50 you you're kind of like ah, i'm not so into that you know i'm like yeah, let's just put it this way if six-pack abs and ripped arms and you know strutting the beach in a speedo are your thing when you're 50 i i don't know man like, I, I think you got to really broaden your horizons a bit more you know well, more power to you if it's a side thing but like that better not be your everything you're right okay right your looks better not be your everything they're fading they're fleeting you're all going down the same path okay so you know there's got to be more to it than that it's great to stay in shape but i think that's how i've kind of evolved because it's I don't care so much about those things as much. I'm more about the, the health. I want to look good. I want to feel good. I want to have the ability to do the things I want to do when I want to do them. You know, the resources to do the things I want to do when I want to do them. And those things are important. And that's kind of a more of what I like to speak and, and gear myself towards mm -hmm. now. So there's, not, there's a little less extreme. Also, people who are older are not willing to do those things, you know, that I would do when I was 20, right. you know, like, the, the physical and the dietary type of things. Yeah. You got to find a way to work beer into things. Yeah. Okay. And wine. Piece of pizza. Pizza. Yeah. God bless gotta... pizza. You know, <laughs> a life without pizza. Come on. That's not a life I no, want to live. No. You know, it's not a world I want to live in. So you have to find your ways to, to modify yourself and, and know your audience. So if you're a little bit, you know, you're getting older, you, your audience probably isn't going to be the, the 19, 18, 19, 20 year old. Mm -hmm. It's going to be someone who's in the 30s, 40s, 50s who can relate to you. So you have to adjust accordingly, you know, otherwise you're kind of the old guy selling to the young people, which can work, I guess, but it just, it's just not my, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a couple of years younger, but at, even at 43 years old, I still have that same fire, that same passion to, yeah. to, to train hard, get in a oh, great yeah. workout and how that, how that affects my ability to work well, yeah. to be, you know, to have the, the, the right mentality or the right clarity, yeah. uh, when I'm getting, you know, if it, the, the mind moves the body and yeah. the body, you know, moves the mind. I mean, there's, there's such a, a, a yin yang or, you know, connection there. Right. Sure. So if I'm off physically, um, I just, my work seems to slip. I seem oh, yeah. to suck. I don't, I'm not, I'm not as structured. I'm not as, um, fired up. I, I, I just, I can feel it. Yes. I can feel it. And I think a lot of people, 
have that going on in their lives and maybe they don't even realize it. Maybe because they're just not so connected or, you know, don't have that fire that's been burning in them for forever, you know, like we have. Sure. Uh, and uh, so... I, that I fire you got to be careful with, though. And I, I'll tell yeah. you, what's done in the last six months, I slipped two discs. So twice. I slipped this two times in the last six, seven months. Oh, wow. And uh, that was a, a shot across the bow. Now, that's like I talked to the um, physiotherapist about it and the, the, the other uh, doctor I saw about it. Um, I have to emphasize, always get second opinions, by the way. They wanted to do surgery on me. And I ended up finding a technique that this um, guy taught down in where I live that helps to push the disc back in manually without any surgery. And it's helped me twice. So I've, you know, it's, it's just, you got to get different opinions on disc problems, by the way. But that was caused from me doing really heavy Romanian deadlifts mm -hmm. both times. And the form was really good, you know, like the, the, the way the hip hinge, everything was great. The weight was about, you know, I was around, I think around 280 pounds on the barbell yep. and both times. And now I've learned my lesson. I'm like, well, first of all, that's out the window. I mean, I'm not, cause it's horrible. You know, the, it, when you slip a disc, it is, it's a game changer, man. Like you can't move. I mean, you can be out of commission for, for months. months not, you're not yes. right for months. You can. Um, Excruciating pain. It was called the McKenzie method that they did to help slip that back in, by the way. So anyone who has a disc, make sure you search, Google search McKenzie method. It worked for me. It helped. It works very well for posterior protrusion of a disc. Not if it's lateral. So lateral is different. Okay. That's a bit more tricky. Um, but certainly if it's coming straight out the back, yeah, yeah. you can, using different exercises and breathing and pushing, pretty aggressive pushing, they can slide that in on some people. And I was fortunate that it, it's like, I mean, I was weight training again like three days later, right? So I was like, okay. But now having been, you know, twice bitten, you know, I now have that to adjust. That's the first time in... Now we're talking, you know, over well, almost 40 years of training. It took that long till now I've gotten, I can't do that one thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing that one thing, but still that's a long time, man. I mean, decades do whatever the heck I want to yeah, do yeah. and lift heavy and everything, you know, and lift sometimes a bit cold on enough warm up, blah, blah, blah. So, but now it has finally starting to send me signals that I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah. You know, so I, Romanian deadlifts, we had a good time, but it's old. <laughs> Our love affair has it's come done. to a close. Sorry, yeah. I don't love you anymore. I, hey, you know what? But that's just being mature and being smart and, and understanding. We all have some limitation, potentially, yeah. right, physically. And just understanding your body. No one knows it better than you do. So yeah. if you got to omit one thing, it's all right. There's 99 variations of, there of that exercise there to target those muscles. So yes. you'll, be, you'll be fine. What are, uh, obviously, you're well known for lots of, uh, you know, different fitness programs and offers and stuff. Obviously, people can uh, best find you maybe through uh, or, or your best program, Lean Belly Breakthroughs. Is there any links that you want to throw out there for people to, to um. find, find you? You could go to brucecron.com. Yes. That's just, that's one. I mean, yeah, there's um, troublespotfatloss.com. Um, yeah, there's a lot when you search the name. You well, know? I was going to say, all they yeah. have to do is to go Google and type in Bruce Cron and yeah, yeah you'll find, find, all, find all kinds of good, yeah, find good goodies for you. Yeah. So, well, it's been really nice just to sit down and get to know you a little bit, get to know your your background and your uh, this ongoing passion that you have, uh, you know, to help people in, that are searching for answers in, in, in their fitness and in their, in their health and in their lifestyle. Just, 
because all that leads to is, you know, just improved overall health and wellness, independence, yeah. uh, living a fuller life, yeah. you know, and you, it's, I just like to close with, it, it's nice as an entrepreneur or, you know, in a private business situation where you can create things that you just absolutely love and are passionate about at that stage of your life. Yeah. And that can impact the lives of people all over the world that you'll never meet. Oh yeah. But you know, it's something that you love and other people love it too. Yeah. And they're, they're changing themselves. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what our strong by design show is all about. It's about changing your mind, changing your body and growing spiritually stronger, you know, and how all those things are so connected. Big time. Yeah, yeah, big time. So thanks again for joining us today, Bruce, and lovely San Diego. It's yes. time to, uh, to go network and socialize yes. some, some more while we're here a few yeah. more days. You'll so. find Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm looking for him. Yeah. I have not seen him yet, he's but uh, I'm, he's out there somewhere. <laughs> so maybe today's our day. So yeah. thanks for joining us on the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.